Tokyo. And I'm Nana, and this is African Done American. This is a show where we take a look at a subset of the African diaspora, children of African immigrants, and African immigrants who came to the United States as children. Who still live in America. That's a who still. <laughs> but all right. <clears throat> y'all, 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 we, we got to address this. Bonkia be, you know, stressing me out. And making me forget what the show is about because she's always sitting over here criticizing what I said. Oh she had a one <laughs> sentence tagline, and you keep the the you just keep adding, and it's just like if look if you're gonna make a new one, let's just make a new one that's smooth. It ain't smooth right now. It's saying a lot. It's an essay. We ain't trying to be an essay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, but that is neither here nor there. I'm very happy to be with you today as we're going to be talking about, we're going to do a read-up of Return. Uh, I think we talked about this briefly, when? Oh God, it was so, a year ago? Yes, we talked about it. About a year ago, last year. When we had a guest on who was talking about going to Ghana and, uh, you know, um, so, you know, uh, 2019 was the year of return. It was dubbed the year of return by the Ghanaian government, right? <laughs> yeah. The, and, the president uh, of Ghana, Okufado, yeah. Yeah, so the, the, yeah, by the president of Ghana. And there was really a year focused on encouraging African American, in particular, African dash American uh, involvement travel to Ghana, exploration of Ghanaian like culture and infusion of American funds in the Ghanaian economy. Um, it capped off it, it capped off with the visit from Idris Elba who let put an asterisk on this right now. My brother Idris oh Elba went to Sierra Leone in <laughs> I, December I knew of late we were going to do this. I'm back to do this. <laughs> And he explained how both his mother and father are Sierra Leonean blood. And I don't know why people keep saying his, I think, I believe his mother was born in Ghana, but his parents straight up met in Sierra Leone. Um, he got his Sierra Leonean citizenship, which I guess he was, he was entitled to anyway. I don't know what the big, cere- I mean, I know what it was a big ceremony. Are the parents not Ghanaian citizens? Are the parents not living in Ghana as Ghanaian citizens now? I think the mother, no, they don't. They live in the UK. Um, when they have been living in the UK, so yeah, maybe your parents are living in Ghana as Ghanaian citizens, not Idris's. How do we know that Idris's mother is not a Ghanaian citizen? Do you know that? I didn't say she's not a Ghanaian citizen, but uh, the way that people talk about it is as, as if she was from a Ghanaian tribe, and the fact is that she's not. Ghanaian blood does not course through his veins. He might have Ghanaian citizens. She might have Ghanaian citizenship if it goes through like the rule of like where you're born is where you get it. But um, so what? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we need. <laughs> but like I knew that they were a serial union entity, and I have some idea about like where they are and stuff. But Idris made that clear. At any rate, he still started the year. He started this. I feel like he's really focused on trying to get. Uh, more attention to African countries and like helping jumpstart their economies. He started with Ghana last year. He, Boris Cujo, and a slew of black people from America went yeah, there. Bozuma, uh, yeah, all these like a lot of prominent African dot Americans, I, African dash. I, 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 I to find out that they actually had a committee. This was actually they organized. It was a planned planned thing. 
they had this whole this committee um committee that worked on how to better facilitate this at first i think last year when we talked i thought it was just you know it by wasn't way, that just by the way get yeah, away. yeah. yeah. But I, I've I've later come to found, find out that they actually had a plan. They had a, a whole community with a Ghana tourism um, authority and all of that. So, which is great. Kudos to them. Yeah, yeah. and they they generated over a billion dollars. <clears throat> Nine billion, I think I saw. Yeah, into the Ghanaian economy, dollars, dollars, not CD, not what's that new thing they're coming out with with the francophone countries? The um, uh, why are you looking at me what like that? You don't know about thing? the new currency. I, I'm going to actually look it up right now. New currency, uh, French um, West Africa. French West African countries are doing it. And France is in a hissy fit because it means that <laughs> it's the French economy is going to take a hit. It's going to be called the, uh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Echo. Or eco, echo. The echo or eco, it's a bunch of them. Um, and it means that... Oh, it's the ECOWAS countries that are doing this? Is that why they're no, it's ECOWAS? French. It's the French. It's French West Africa so far. Although mm-hmm. either Ghana or Nigeria has said, has expressed interest in joining as well. The current president has been talking a lot lately about the fact that Ghanaians are surrounded by Francophone-speaking countries. And yeah, I know he wants French, you know, French and stuff. So yeah. maybe it is, maybe it is Ghana. But it's one, it's either Ghana or Nigeria. I remember seeing that that they were like, uh, maybe we should get in on this too. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> 1.9 billion dollars into the Ghanaian economy. Uh, the whole point of the year of return is that it was 400 years since 1619, which is when um, the first. Enslaved peoples of African descent were brought to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this year's bit, or that 2019 was really interesting in terms of the types of projects in general that came up. Uh, I know one that we talked about was the 1619 project. Oh yeah, New York Times uh, was in the New York Times. There was also uh, NPR. Uh, I want to say documentary about it. Um, a big focus on the experiences or the individual experiences of African-Americans who went back to Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we're in 2020, and we have some time, we thought, oh, yeah, and then the, the year capped off the year with Beyonce and their mama, Beyonce's mama and a whole lot of other black people went to Ghana again for Afro. Mm-hmm. Af- Are you talking about Afrochella? They actually went for the year of return. I didn't see much. I tried to follow a little bit. Um, no, follow some of the some of, these, the some of these famous people were Afrochella. I mean, it, like look, yeah. if, the, if the two things but, happened to be happening at the same time, they were probably time, yeah. there for both. Ascens actually, um, they were able to get the, the organizing committee was able to get Ascens to sponsor. So Beyonce's mom. I'm, I'm wondering if she she went with if her she friends. was part of that that was yeah. still cool yeah and uh it was her mom and stepfather and then i don't know they have the two of them each have a i think hers is tina's angels and i'm i'm forgetting what her husband's is but they mm-hmm. took a few of their students which what i when i saw that i was like that that's is absolutely beautiful right because it's not yeah. just about them having a good time it's really yeah. i mean it's really what the focus of your return is about right engendering yeah. interest in the african-american community as a whole and in youth in ghana yeah. and like seeing how amazing africa i think in general is although you know 
So these are the good things about it. I really, I do like seeing, I liked seeing the African-American, like, so the African-American people, like notable <laughs> African-American folk wearing like Ghanaian clothing and like vibing with the uh-huh. music and doing all of yeah. that. Like, that's really cool. Um, I think the, the one person I saw dancing, I was like, I did not know that Yandy Smith, um, she is, is a um, she used to be on one of these shows on VH1, and she went. I think she went with Share Moisture, which is also I think I think the same person owns um, Ascends. And she was she was out here dancing. People were drumming, and she was dancing, getting with it. I was like, look at her. <laughs> she was right. so into it, and you know, enjoying enjoying herself, truly enjoying herself. Like I wouldn't some some somebody may not even realize that she's not even Ghanaian, you know. So. Does she, yeah, okay, and I had to look her up because I was trying, I was like, okay, I know the face. Yeah, no, that's lovely. I think I saw, I don't, I'm not so great with names, but yeah, just seeing on Instagram all these different folk and being yeah. like, okay, this was great. Um, so that's the good part about the year return. <laughs> you mean there was a bad part? <laughs> I mean, anything that happens is not without its criticisms. I mean, from the 1619 yeah. yeah. Project. Apparently, there was a group of historians who wrote to the New York Times and was like, this is historically inaccurate. All right. Um, I think it's <laughs> African South. <laughs> and I really do people see need, this. People need to get out of here. Well, it's always an issue when you talk about slavery and motivations. I think the 1619 Project uh tears at this idea of American exceptionalism and that we, you know, the country was founded by people who cared about freedom and all that when, mm-hmm. you know, they also happen to consider black people three-fifths of a person. Um, I don't know, like, what exactly was real or not real at this point, or, like, who knows? I don't say who knows where the truth lies, because I think some of the things... I, uh, to me, 1619 Project was basically just looking at U.S. history through the lens of slavery and seeing how mm-hmm. important of a driving force it was yeah. to this country before it was even a country and even afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, something that I learned through it that I think makes sense is that we're, I learned in high school that mm-hmm. the original people who came in that 1619, the first mm-hmm. enslaved Africans who came, came as indentured servants. But through 1619 Project, people, some historians there looked at it and they said, no, if you look at the records, if you trace the paperwork, those people were never freed. They were actually mm-hmm. given mm-hmm. to family members of the people that they worked for afterwards. So where does this idea, yeah, the Irish folk and whoever else came, they, they were actually freed. They were eventually freed, but not, not, the, um, not the enslaved Africans. Um, I think mm-hmm. slavery is always a hard history to to discuss in American space because it always, I think slavery, racism, all of these things, it's really hard in a pan But everybody racial... should be given the opportunity to discuss their, you know, th- what they know as their history. I think, oh yeah, of course. I just think that when it comes to wider discourses, you're always going to have this issue. It's like when you talk about civil war, to me, Very it's true. kind of like the Chinese cookie thing where you add in bed to the fortune cookie part. And mm-hmm. and to me, like, Civil War, like I just could do that with almost any reasoning you gave. It was about mm-hmm. states' rights, states' rights to own slaves. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. It was about the industrial North versus the agricultural South, the agricultural South that was built on slave labor. <laughs> I mean, like, 
yeah. to say that it was beat like slave you know i think sometimes people like to downplay or say it wasn't the only factor but i'm like mm, yeah it's not a it's not a vertical it's a horizontal it's a piece of mm-hmm. everything um and yeah it's so you can't have something that's a phenomenon that's been a part of your country for the first several hundred years of its existence and then be like uh, you know what's the influence of it the influence of it is far-reaching it's like smoke you cannot grab it it gets in your lungs you know all of that um so there was that now as far as year of return itself there is also this idea and i think we talked about i think i might have said it last this is this is ghana's attempt to get some money and i ain't hating on them get them cdc to bills i said that um there are some criticisms about the idea of returning to Ghana when that's not necessarily where people, you know, that's not where 23andMe tells people that they're from. Um, and so it's sort of like essentializing Africa, West African culture, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I don't know about all that. Like, even if 23andMe told you that you were from Sierra Leone or from, I don't know, Cameroon, Angola, any of those places, um, as long as you understand that Africa is a continent and not a country mm-hmm. and that the mm-hmm. Ghanaian experience is not necessarily, you know, Ghana Jalof no be like Niger Jalof, Niger Jalof. It's even different from like the, the countries we border, so yeah. Yeah, so kind of understanding that piece. But like, what do you think about that? This idea of this year of return being turned, if, when, you, when you have Ghana as the focus... It mm-hmm. takes away from the fact that, like, people actually originated in a lot of other countries that mm-hmm. perhaps aren't going to get the attention. It's kind of like Oprah in South Africa. Like, um, that's her focus and that's her, like, you know, second home for all, for, you know, that's where all her kids are from, her school and a lot of her philanthropic efforts. That's where it's focused. But it's not, like, the land of her ancestors. Mm-hmm. I think people can do what they want to do with their own money. But... <laughs> Um, there is something to be said about like essentialization of the cultures of the continent. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's pretty tough. I, I think it, it requires folks to understand, folks participating to understand that because you did definitely get um, in watching. I followed a lot of the hashtags just to see where people were going because I've never actually been a tourist in Ghana, although I lived there for part of my life. So mm-hmm. where people were going, I've never actually even seen before. So I, I started following a lot of the hashtags and you would see folks like going to, um, they do a every kind of sixth week the ashanti king um does this it's an event um and the you had one of the she's famous i'm forgetting her name but she went to the event um, she went to kumasi for the event and you had her kind of talking about ghana as africa she kept referring to it she was doing a live an instagram live video and she kept referring to it as Oh, we're here in Africa, blah, 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 blah. And somebody on her live actually said something and said, you're in Ghana, you should, Africa is a big, um, is, a, is a continent. You should, yeah. I know that you understand that, but you should also be careful as to what you're saying because you have follow, you have people listening in and you don't want to kind of make it or group the entire African continent exactly. into kind of one experience, which is Ghana. Right, so, don't have people going to Niger thinking they're going to get Kente Club. Gonna, that's yeah, not how it works. Right. will not. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, um, 
get a better experience. They may not. So it's, 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 you know, it's, it's about those who are attending, knowing that those who are going, knowing that. And I, I know, I also noticed that a lot of them, even the famous people, this was the first time, their first time on the continent. And they, it's, it's about how people talk about people who go talk about it. Um, it's how you frame things. Um, because you, for years now, you've had a lot of people going to S- South Africa and all of that. And people think that's the African experience, but y- yeah. you go to Johannesburg, you go to Cape town, Cape town is, is not the African. In fact, when I was in Cape town, I thought I was in Europe. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not that you don't get that African experience. It's, it's been turned into kind of a, a European, a European, um, town. So it's it's about it's all about I think it's all about how people frame it and how people who are going talk about it and how people who've been talk about it. Um, I mean, the the other thing would have been for Ghana to get get everybody together and do like a little tour of West Africa, do a little tour of, you know, the nations, do a little tour of something. Yeah, um, maybe, so that people maybe get now that the, yeah, now that the echo is something that we yeah. can get, get some better yeah, but, flights from country yeah, to country. Yeah. yeah. Because even, even, you know, even, even when you, even within Ghana, the experiences are vastly different. Some folks chose, so when this, this particular person I was, I was talking about who had the live, she chose to go to um, Kumasi because she knew that, um, that the sixth, the sixth week, they always have this event. So she went. And even within Ghana, you have different experiences. You had the person I was speaking about before, she'd gone to Kumasi to go and see that, that specific event. That's a specific event to the Ashanti kingdom and the Ashanti culture. You don't get the same thing if you are in Accra experience in the Ghana culture. You don't get the same thing. So people, I mean, you have to, when you, even when you're there, you have to, and I think somebody else actually told the same person that you should also, although you're in Ghana, you should be like, you should say that this is from the Ashanti culture because yeah. somebody Ghana and go and sit in, let's say, Ebri and exp- and try to experience the same thing and it's not going to be the same thing. Go to the Volta region, you'd be like, what? <laughs> you may meet a king, but it's not going to be the same festivities. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same thing. Like there are mm-hmm. there, there are different cultures within the nation itself. So when I've loved how I've been following um, Jidena on Jidena, yeah, but he's African. Jidena, he's I think African, he's but, but yeah, he's African, but he has a so lot. Of, he American. has a lot of African American followers. Um, well, he's African dot American, um, and it's been very good how she, how he. And one thing that I should I should say was he visited other African nations because of his I think eighty five his new album um, he did he toured around Africa before coming to Ghana when he would go and visit he would actually be specific as to where he was sometimes wouldn't even name the country just name the area because a lot of times you know there are border nations and sometimes you're crossing into let's say Togo but people think you're in Ghana so all of that I think it's it has to do with framing. And how yeah. and how people who are there frame it frame so the frame question is yourself. are these people for the most part framing it right or are they just saying hey we're in Africa I think that that is I think you got you got you got that from most people um, that hey we're in Africa hey we're in the continent I'm just loving it here blah 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 but I mean it's, <laughs> this is a start. <laughs> Yeah, you're laughing because yeah, the, the 1.9 billion that Nana, that Ghana, that Nana, you think every is gonna be multiplied and replicated everywhere. I think it's what about um? So you're laughing. You're like, hey, regardless, we got our money. Um, but what we, about we got the money? But I I did have an issue though with how the money 
was going to trickle down into the economy. So one thing I found following <laughs> all of this was mm-hmm. it seemed as though the people, the art, the artisans who were involved in the, at least the, the ones that I know who are involved in the, um, in the whole um, year of return, there were just a few. Like Kua, Kua um, KUA designs. I think it's, it's she makes bags, and I think she's now doing um, making clothes as well. I think it's Kua Designs. She like was a huge. She's going to be. She's going to be a huge beneficiary of all of it because she. Everybody was holding her bag. Everybody. Was, I can't blame her. She had built relationships with the some of these African and- dots. Americans yeah. coming in or African, you know, Ghanaian Americans coming in on African dash Americans who, who went last year. So she benefited from it. One worry was that what about the other folks who, mm-hmm. you know, who may not have don't gotten have those her, connections. her. Yes. Who don't have those connections, who may not have gotten their kind of their stuff out there as much, you know? Yeah. They, I think that that's well, something so, that we don't think about as much, which is class and mm-hmm. how, that affects both the African and the African dot American experience because a lot yeah. of times we're all just kind of blocked in together and it's like, oh, hardworking immigrant story, blah, 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 blah. But like, yo, if you, yeah, I'm going to say yo, if you're coming to the US even mm-hmm. to come and study here, mm-hmm. I may have shared this before, but I don't think so. I went on a Tinder date with someone who, I mean, probably one of the worst dates of my life, but they, that is neither here nor there. Um, who was like, oh, he was, he grew up in ex-European country, and then he studied mm-hmm. at Cambridge University, but he didn't learn the language of that country until he made it his major at Cambridge, which already was a red flag to me, but mm-hmm. I, but, um, the person, the reason why it was a bad date was that the person basically told me that, like, my pedigree was acceptable, like, he literally said that to me, mm-hmm. um, my, my school pedigree because of where I studied and like what I had done. And I thought, who the, who, what in the British Royal family is this? My pedigree is acceptable. Um, but you know, what he meant was educational attainment was he deemed it on par with his and it really, mm. the, the, the class divide and the kind of mm. like looking down on other people piece mm. was really hard for me to swallow. And when I really got down to it, I was like, look, I'm thinking to myself, your family, he said his dad was the ambassador to this country. I'm not going to say the country Mm. name um, for his whole like growing up. So I was like, so Mm -hmm. your family was up with this dictatorship. That's how you got that ambassadorial. Who who gets to be ambassador for 15, 20 years? I mean that is that is across the African continent. I mean, I'm, assu- a, I'm just making a generalized statement here. Yeah, if across but, the African continent. Like when well, you think about it, even, but the schools that you go to, <laughs> in the like you are around some of the same people. These are some of the same people who you know get these government positions, and the countries are so small that you know somebody. You have to know somebody who knows somebody who. Knows. As long as you're in that kind of, you're even tangentially no somewhat. honey sometimes so tangential people? don't work sometimes tangential don't work you <laughs> need a, you it need does a, not work sometimes you need a straight line you need a straight line sometimes you need that straight line but you uh, what i was what i was about to say is that you you know somebody who knows some like you know somebody who who knows somebody who's you know who's who's there yeah so but, but it, hand, oh sorry i keep cutting you off go ahead <laughs> 
But how are you going to blame folks for? <laughs> I'm not blaming folks, but what I'm saying is that this goes back to I'm connecting it um, to your critique mm. that you submitted about this, mm-hmm. that only certain artisans got the spotlight. And that's mm-hmm. because those are the people with access. But let's mm-hmm. not act like, and I don't know this person's case, but like, you know, a lot of the people with access, just like in the States, are mm-hmm. people from a certain socioeconomic class. Those are the kids that get to grow up and go to Harvard, Amherst, Yale, Princeton, and Hobnob with the kids in the U.S. who summer in the Hamptons, or maybe not the Hamptons, that's where black people summer, um, who summer in, I don't know. Generally in, so, not always. In, 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 yeah. in wherever. And yes, there is a dash of lower socioeconomic level people or lower mm-hmm. socioeconomic classes of people who get to go to elite institutions. Mm-hmm. But I think that we really do not, I think as a community, we don't talk about class and we just kind of accept things as they are and are like, who's who's the person that's able to, even amongst the African.Americans, who are the ones that are able to go back home and start something? Yeah. Usually the oh, people most, that something, that's something. The girl, Yes, yes. Right. And you you need that. And it's frustrating because you do need that piece. Right. You have to know someone who knows someone or, you know, people who come from these prominent families who like, yeah, they run businesses and stuff, but the businesses are. The families making money. Yeah, there's no. The families are making money for themselves. It's not necessary. Right. I'm not going to say any prominent African names, but I'm just saying, like, I've seen that. Um even within our circles, some folk, you're like, oh, okay, I didn't know that this was a big deal in Africa. And then you're like, oh, this, this company actually does all these things, but it's not you with know. a year return like focus. Um, so just yeah. saying like- I, I mean, I'm, uh, go ahead, sorry. not to come Yeah, ahead. just saying that like this critique is something that goes beyond this particular <laughs> year. Yeah. It's a larger, socio- it's a larger socioeconomic slash political issue. Yeah, I, I should say that they did. I, I mean, I saw that they they had some sort of fashion show where they try to showcase some of the other um, artisans, but all of them I knew and I knew them because of their following <laughs> mm-hmm. or because of the celebrity who is somewhat um, attached to that line. So, I mean, I, I, I wish they had done I wish they had done a better job of that. I don't even know how you would begin to do that. Yeah. Um, but I wish they had. I'm, I'm sure they, they talked about it and they, maybe they talked about it and didn't know what to do. So they this was a happy medium. But another thing that I, I had made a note of last, last year that I'd said I hadn't seen was still a problem where you had a lot of these um, Hollywood people there, but you didn't see a lot of the African actors. Um, mm, the Af- yeah. The Nollywoods. Um, the this Dollywood. time around, I saw, yeah, you saw Sakodir performed, um, Mr. Easy performed, I think, at some some stuff. But you didn't see a lot of the other, I, I didn't see any of the actors. In Ghana, we have mainly a two-party um, political system, like here in the U.S., and a lot of the actors are aligned with the party that's not in power. Like, some of them are aligned, some of the bigger ones, the bigger names. I started wondering, oh, it's so and so not there because it's, you know they're seeing it as a party it's thing not their so president. Not oh, yeah. yes and i think that happens in the u.s as well right like there yeah, that's yeah, the reason yeah. why there wasn't that there were certain actors and singers that didn't participate in the trump inauguration and stuff like that yeah. who 
you know, when yeah. everybody else was who were clamoring to get that representation yeah. at the Obamas. This was the year of return was beyond party. <laughs> I mean, that's how you be- feel, but you're also yeah. in America. So, sure. I mean, you know, who knows? Yeah. I think the other piece with that is just that when you're planning and that's what's so hard about proximity and with mm-hmm. all of these things about access, it's about even for the committee, they're going to be limited by what they know. Yeah, they're not necessarily going to go beyond that. And that, because it's hard, it's really hard. Like you have all these, even in the US, right? You have all these institutions who are like, we don't know how to get diversity. Well, maybe if you stop doing referrals, (laughs) maybe if you stop recruiting at the same schools where like the same time, yeah. Yeah, that you you, you might get a little bit um, of diversity, but that's neither here nor there. There's also um, this piece that we saw, we saw this video of someone's critique of it um, on an individual basis. <laughs> the idea of local restaurants and hotels jacking up prices 200, 300% because they knew there was, you know, fresh meat. But they were going to pay for it and they weren't going to think right. it was expensive. Yeah. Right. But the problem is that local Ghanaians are also patronizing these places for the holidays yeah. and, you know, uh, I think the woman said something like, and well, we can post that on our IG, <laughs> uh, $50 for brunch or something, um, or $100 yeah. for brunch. Like, that's a lot of money, even in the U.S. context. So to do this but in the Ghana- Where she was dying it, dining, it's typically actually even expensive for the typical but She was Ghana- saying not that expensive. <laughs> so if it's typically expensive and it's they double- It's not that expensive the- for her, but for the typical Ghanaian, I think she'd right. gone to Golden Tool. Like Golden Tulip was like the you know it used to be but at least back back when I was there like the the place to be. Yeah, but so. if she's saying that this is if Golden Tulip doubled its regular brunch price, then. <laughs> but they also have to find a way to make money, Bunky. I'm just saying that this is a criticism that's been out there. I think most countries there's there's a rustling. Hmm. I think that most countries have some version of that. Like, if you go to mm-hmm. Egypt, there is the Egyptian citizen price for any museum, and then there's the foreigner price, right? And the foreigner price is way more, right? Oh, yeah. And the idea is, like, yeah. you know, we want to make sure that this stuff is accessible to the, you know, it shouldn't be foreigners only that can see the yeah. pyramids. Regular Egyptians should be able to see it as well. They even have that in Zimbabwe, yeah, Right, well. in a lot of countries. Or you have the unofficial one, whereas when you go yeah. to the market and you say, how much is this? And they tell you, you know, $20. You know, $100. And then when the native person comes, they tell them 20 That's definitely happened to me in Morocco. Where I've been like, hold up. Yeah, I know my yeah. numbers in Arabic. I see what you did. I see what you did there. That definitely <laughs> happened to us in Morocco. When I, I tried to go get this camel out, which I didn't even need. Camel bag. And this guy, like, most definitely did that mess. You should be like, la really bizarre. You, you should have told me. I would have told you the words to use. They love that. Zaf means too much. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it, it happens in a in a lot of different places. I don't know. I think that if they were gonna do it in this place, then maybe it should have been something where it's the foreigner price versus the local price. But how are you gonna even do that at, at a restaurant? That's I think you know, you show your passport or something. 
Look, we all know Beyonce Mama ain't from Ghana. So you see Beyonce Mama come in there. We know she can afford to pay, you know, two, three times the price. That extra, yeah. Yeah, then yeah. you can do that. But honestly, even if you're hiking it up two, three times, I think the point that the woman was making that, you know, even in the States, people don't drop $100 on a brunch. On a brunch, yeah. And so, no, that, that that mess. They started doing that last year, where everything was expensive. I, I went right I think, because famous people were going. The you know the vast majority of people who are going are not famous. They yeah. are Ghanaians in the diaspora who are coming home for weddings, even, for funerals, for birthdays. Yeah, or even who are going yeah, our regular African Dash Americans who are trying to have yeah. an enjoyable experience. And I think there is yeah. there there is a premium you pay for a vacation, like you know. Yeah. You know, any any resort you go to. Well, it depends, right? But not for Ghana. Right? Like <laughs> No, some countries are just expensive as all get Yeah, it was during the episode with Yvonne where I was we, we I think it was during one of the conversations we were having before before we before recording. Where I was telling her, like I I literally went to Ghana with what I thought was a lot of money. Within three yeah. days, all of my money was gone. Yeah, I know I, that's true, but it's just like how much of that. What I'm saying is that there are certain places, like uh, the example I give is the Bahamas. Yeah, they you you can use U.S. currency there. You ain't even got to you know you ain't even got to convert the dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And I took a five minute cab ride. It was fifth five to ten minutes, and it was fifty dollars, fifty mm-hmm. U.S. dollars for five minute cab. Like I was. Like, whoa, all right, I'm not in Kansas anymore. I do not expense that to be, I do not expect that to be the case in Ghana. So it's about cost of living in that area or going to Cuba. I mean, I think that they're different. Cuba does it where in terms of differentiating between like what local people can pay, local people get paid in Cuban, like the Cuban units. And then they have another whole currency that's pegged to the dollar. And that's what, yeah. And that's what Americans pay, but sometimes you get slipped yeah. up and get tricked, and they give you that Cuban money back as change yeah. when yeah. you gave them a lot more. A lot more. So I, yeah. I think that you know, if we want to find that balance, that doing that to me is easier, fairer, maybe not easier, but more fair. So, like the woman said in the video, if you're going to jack up the prices for holiday for whatever, print them, mm-hmm. post them, but they don't want to yeah. do that because Ghanaians will say. Oh, ah, 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 you are going to undoubtedly have Ghanaian, um, Ghanaian, Ghanaian Americans, Ghanaian British who come and want to be paying the local price, who right. may be coming with family members who are living. You, like it's, it's not going to be clean. It's going to be very hard to do. Um, yeah, but you can get I, I just out of the market. But I don't know about kind of the established I just restaurant. Think about access to things. You really look. Every country does it. Again, Egypt. Another thing restaurants do. And they used to play us. They thought they used to play us with that too. But I was like, nope. The Arabic menu. They got the menu all in Arabic and then they got the English one. The prices do not correlate all the time. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know your numbers Mm -hmm. in Arabic, you think that it's just a translation of it. But you're you're literally, this is a private private establishment, but you're paying more. Um, And so sometimes we would go to places and be like, no, we have the Arabic menu. And they'd be like, what? You you sure? Yep. Yes, sir. I want the Arabic one. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> I am that a is, student. That is definitely something that we should all be doing, no matter where we are. Like, try to get the local, the local one. Hey, you have Google. You have Google no, Translate. but I mean, but Arabic has <laughs> different letters. You can't, you can't, you can't fake that. You can't simply do that with Arabic. You can't hey. do that. But I mean, that happens to us in. I, I remember in particular Luxor and Aswan, which are like pretty touristy areas, uh, more rural and what have you. There's just a bunch of different ways you can do this. 
where it doesn't hurt the local people and you don't feel and people don't feel like you're squeezing everything because at the end of the day as a foreigner like my estimation of what things should cost I feel like are still higher unless I'm cheap so like there are things Mm. so many things in Morocco I remember I got this cute little vase and I remember one of my teachers being like how much would you pay for this and I was like I don't know 50 dirhams 75 dirhams he was like it is seven dirhams I was like what so he went yeah, and bought somebody, that's what somebody did, did with me with it. That's how I knew I'd paid so much for the camel bag. Yeah. Yeah. I gone to see a family friend who was like, how much did you pay for this? And he was like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, God. You I thought I got that. a good deal. You, yeah, you think you get a good deal because you're converting to dollars and you're like, well, this isn't, I don't mind paying the foreigner tax, but when it's two, three hundred percent, that's a little much um, for a local person. Yeah. Foreigner, fine. Like, who knows? You probably ain't never gonna come back. You're a return, but are you gonna return? I don't know. Does Ghana have yeah. a saying? Well, they, they have a they have a beyond the year of return, so they're going to try to continue this. Okay, um, that's cool. I just mean that, like, uh, in Egypt, they have a yeah. saying that uh, what's it? Which means anyone who drinks water from the Nile, they must return. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't returned since I left, so I don't know how. <laughs> Hey, you you may return. How you know? Yeah, I mean you, you never know. But I was just wondering if Ghana has that. You know, they had the year return, so maybe they should have the. You know, what, I don't know what they're going to call it after. They, they they call it beyond the year of return. They've actually already like put that out there. Oh, I don't <laughs> like that name. I, I would like something a little bit snappy, yeah. clappy. That's, that's what the hashtags I've been seeing at least. So okay. I think that's what that's what they're trying to do. Well, they did well. I'm very glad for Ghana. I, I mean. At least, you know, yeah, it's if, if it, the 1.9 billion, billion even if yeah. it's all not going to going into the economy, hey, it's still going to be something. Well, I think it still is right. Even if it's a particular artisan or whatever, it's still helping in some ways, as long as it's not sitting in somebody's. I think even it would help if it was sitting in somebody's bank and like generating interest. Right. That might help in some ways. <laughs> And it also, if the person is also spending the money. Yeah. Yeah. If those people start expanding, then that helps yeah. the economy based on, you know. I, mean, I say all of those, like, Kua Designs and Chocolate, they've been there for a while and they've been struggling. <laughs> so this was a great boost. <laughs> yeah. So we are very happy. You know, I love African countries and always want to, like, show love. I know I talk a lot of smack. I don't talk smack. I do talk about how loud Ghanaian and loudly Nigerian certain countries are. You are a but, hater. Um, but that I'm is okay. Yeah? I'm a realist. You, you I'm are jealous. Hey, you are not jealous. You are jealous. It always comes out. Jealous hey. of what? Ghanaians are so loud. You know, everywhere Ghanaians. Everywhere Ghanaians. Hey. <laughs> so, but I'm really happy that an African country got this kind of like attention and support and love and i hope that sierra leone can you know duplicate this with you know idris yeah i hope that for you all too no we really need it infrastructure wise we're not we're not we're gonna and need help to build the infrastructure and things the terrain is different we also had a a long civil war our civil war is not that long ago um i don't think ghana ever had one and nigeria's was back in the 70s uh we don't have oil um we had it so just, hmm? you know. Yeah, we, I said we, did have a coup. we had a coup, a boo, and a, a foo, okay? So I, I'm just saying that, you know, we, we there's 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 a long way to go. <laughs> we had a coup, a boo, and a foo. I don't know. 
<laughs> just saying that um, <laughs> the dollars would stretch and the economy the, the 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 leon is like in the billions now so um i know i saw someone a social media influencer from sierra leone who said uh Something like she asked God to make her a, a a millionaire by her 30th birthday, but now she's clarifying she wants it in dollars, not Leones, so that you know there's no mix up for you know the next birthday when she tries to get there. So yeah, we got ways to go. Um, to correct the record, Northern Ghana did have a civil war, but that wasn't that was specifically in the north. When was that? So, but, um, the 1980 1981. Okay, yeah, still, Sierra Leone Civil War was from, like, 1990 to 2001, so, and it was, you know, it wasn't, no, the reach was a lot farther. No, it it was, it was a lot, a lot farther. So, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you props and saying y'all got, y'all stuff. No, sorry, 1994, gosh, 94? Girl, we're not living from memory, you need to either Wikipedia that, (laughs) regardless, <clears throat> regardless um infrastructure wise Sierra Leone definitely no, has Sierra Leone has a way to a ways to go um and so like and, and there are other countries that have more of a ways than Sierra Leone honestly within Africa as well so it'd be really helpful to see yeah. continued sustained interest yeah these are people I think that's the other thing that people a lot of people like don't go to certain African countries because they think there's no it's not peaceful you yeah, do. I do a lot of that. Those that's the news media and all that kind of stuff, even yeah. in places that are peaceful. And this is me as someone who, you know, Egypt is technically Africa. I was there after the revolution. People would be emailing me and be like, oh, my God, we just saw on the news. I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool. I just went out for a sandwich. Nothing going on here. Um, yeah. So that's also the piece of it. Right. That like yeah. how it's portrayed is not often the reality on the ground i know i've yeah. been actually surprised of being in airports and there are flights to damascus syria girl there are flights to damascus because damascus is not really it's, it's not, not affected it's not as affected particularly the parts that are i feel maybe Assad the you know whatever Assad controls all of it now but like people still party and stuff mm-hmm. people life still goes on um so there you go there you have it um everything and how the news portrays it is not always what the reality is on the ground not That's saying that you should go to why this sorry to cut you off one of the reasons i miss um parts unknown aren't anthony bourdain mm-hmm. because he was going to some of these countries where people used to people would be like oh there's a civil war going on you know and it's like you're watching it you're seeing that people are living people are free living enjoying their lives you know like yep. wasn't that didn't, didn't cnn tell me there was a war <laughs> yeah and the New York Times, With then they post the a picture. Yeah, then they post yes. a picture of a bare-breasted woman running from gunfire. Yeah, yes. that's not that's not all that there is there. Um, not saying that there isn't, you know, need for stuff, but like Africa, you can enjoy. You go enjoy Pasa America. I, I I know that. Like, and I'm really glad that people are getting the chance to see that and experience that. And like, your dollar will still stretch, even if they're even making you pay three hundred delasies more or whatever. What do you yeah. call your thing? CDs, three hundred CD, CD, three hundred, yeah. you know, percent CDs more. You, you, you get a richness and a fullness of experiences that you're not yeah. necessarily going to get in other places. So, yeah. yay for the year of return! Yay, we're gonna keep it up, Ghana. Yeah, go beyond the year of return. Keep it up, Ghana. Spread some of that love. Uh, join the eco. Let's 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 make Africa better. <laughs> 
Anyway, did you participate in the year of return? Did you go back to Ghana or some African country? What was your experience like? Let us know. We would Afri- love to talk to you if you did. Yeah, really. Because like neither, both of us were, we traveled, but we just didn't go to Africa. Even without the year of return, you go to Ghana and it's like, man, I could have gone to sit in, you know, Central America somewhere and spent less than this. At any rate, let us know your thoughts. Neither of us went into Africa. So um, if you did participate in the year of return, that'd be really great to hear about your experiences. And if anything that we said in terms of the criticisms or the the. Uh, praises that have been given about the year of return are what you experienced or resonated with you. Thank you for listening. Looking forward to hearing more from you all. Yeah.